Hey, what's up, everybody? Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today, we're doing Iowa by Slipknot. Um, I've been putting off giving you Slipknot for a super long time. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. like me at the beginning of the podcast being like, I should give them Slipknot eventually. Yeah. But there's no real good way to give somebody Slipknot when even I personally am like, their album game is yeah. weak. Okay. They're, they're st- but like, there's like 10 songs on each record that are really good. Sure. But the records are longer than 10 songs. Much longer. Most of the time, like 14, 15, 16 songs. Yeah. And then some of them are just like weird. And, but I mean, that's like, for a lot of people, that's like the charm. Right. Sure. So it was always hard for me. And I was waiting for somebody to just do like a, like a greatest hits kind of compilation type thing. Mm -hmm. Because even on Iowa, I think we're missing a lot of what like early Slipknot was. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, is this their first full length? No, there's one before this. Okay. And then even before that, there's like other stuff happening. Yeah, there's like, okay, so let's let's give you the rundown. Yeah, educate me a bit. So Slipknot starts existing in Iowa. Um... Right. In like 1996, I think is their first release. Okay. Um, I have to pull up the wiki so I don't get this fucking super duper wrong. Sure. Um, okay. In 95. I was wrong. 95. Uh, uh, so it's initially Clown, Sean Cran, uh, as the drummer, or okay. as a percussionist, or whatever. Yeah. Joey Jordanson, their original drummer. Paul Gray is their bassist. And then they don't even say who else is in the band at that point because it was yeah. a rotating door. I see. Like, nobody was, like, a, a member member. Yeah. And they put out, like, one record that's basically, like, a hardcore record. It's not even... Okay. It's not even available on Slipknot's actual discography on anything. It's listed as a separate band. Wow. But it is the same band. Uh-huh. Um, then come, like, 1999, they really get their shit together. I should say, like, 98, they do... I forget what it, what it's called. Uh, it's, but it's, like, an like an EP, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, see all albums. Yeah, it's not even in their albums. It might be in their EPs or, like, their singles or something. Um... Yeah, no, it isn't. I forget what it's called. It has some fucking annoying seven-syllable name. Um, I see. But they put that out, and then they get, like, on Knotfest. No, not Knotfest. Jesus Christ. That's how long they've been around. That <laughs> They get on Ozfest. I see. Yeah. And they start, you know, doing the run. People start noticing who they are. Then they put out the self-titled album in 1999. Bada bing, bada boom. There we go. Okay. And that That makes sense. That Slipknot from there onward. Uh Uh-huh. 
they kind of hit the their me- stride. The in members 99. don't really change unless somebody died, right? If that makes sense. Paul Gray. I, I, Paul Gray dies in 2013. Damn. So their bass player dies, and then Joey Jordison leaves the band. Mm-hmm. However, he he, you know, as we all know, Joey Jordison passed away. He left recently. us last year. Yeah, right. But so with the first record, it's really like super raw. Mm-hmm. Like just noise, kinda. Right. The second record, you they you hear them start becoming more of like a metal band. Yeah, very much so. That's what that's the vibe I got from this. It's like very kind of. Is this new metal? I would say that their first record was, but they immediately abandoned that genre like quickly. Yeah. And I think. Because at that time, people were putting new metal in like a box, sort of. It was like three main front runners with a few yeah. on the outside. It was like corn, limp biscuit, and slipknot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I wouldn't put those bands in the same category. They okay. all kind of do like different things. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The first couple of lyrics in Disaster Piece, huh? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So, could you hear every other metalcore band that's come out in the last 20 years in this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's very like a jumping off point of like, I feel like tones and, you know, um, ideas, lyrics, like- really. That like that like four to the floor thing that they do the entire mm-hmm. record that's just like da 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 yeah. da da just I'll very often listen to a new record that comes out and go oh there's the Slipknot part uh huh yeah I feel like I can think of like and even when we're calling things like a little like thrashier or faster kind of metalcore stuff like like right. this kind of part and disaster piece like exactly. Um, like two minutes yeah. in, uh huh, yeah. That's like this. It's the Slipknot part. Yeah, it's like I guess fast or maybe like mid tempo kind of thing. Like, you know, it's funny too. Like, I just remember being a kid, and this was like the heaviest, darkest thing that existed. But basically, that was just the heaviest, darkest thing that existed that was accessible to ten year olds. Right. The that like. Not mainstream acceptance, but like they had so many eyes on them that it, they yeah. like forced their way into the mainstream. Right, hot topic, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, like, and I also remember just like every like I knew the name Joey Jordison, and that was like he's like so fast and crazy. And now I'm like listening to these drums, and I'm like, he's a good drummer, but like. Compared it's, to like what's happening yeah. now, it's kind of like pretty like <laughs> compared to like even speed metal drummers at in his time. Yeah, yeah. It's not that he's not that crazy or like uh huh. Compared to like deathcore kids now. Yeah, people are doing right? this stuff like for fun. Yeah, like YouTube cover kids. Like 
Right. Can we speak on for a moment uh, the new way that kids do covers online? Do you know what I'm talking about here? A few weeks ago, I sent you like some post of this chick like playing bass, and I was like, obviously smiling at the camera too much. Like, it was just so it's just so uncomfortable. Like, I'm getting these like reels of like I think it's very cool that you know people are. You know, the, the youth is, is playing instruments. I thought uh, the same thing earlier. I caught myself laughing at a guy playing guitar, and I was like, Yeah. I was like, I really shouldn't laugh. He is like literally just picking the instrument up. Yeah. And like, in a year, and he'll be like, better than I am. Sure. Exactly. And like, I noticed like a lot of like girls playing drums, which mm-hmm. like isn't that nuts, you know, but also like I didn't know any like girl drummers as a kid. So like, I think that's cool, but also it's very, it's, it's the way that I'm seeing these are so performative that yeah. it's upsetting yeah. to look at. It's upsetting to look at for me visually where it's just like, it's just like, so like, and I don't know exactly what my gripe is here, but like, cause then I'm also like, oh, it's like overproduced and there's like two, they have too many lights in their room or the cameras too. And then I'm like, okay, well I also complain when people don't film things like at a proper right. quality but also there's a whole lot of like i don't know when i watch like a guitar cover i'm not looking for somebody to be pretending to be on stage in their bedroom exactly nor yeah. am i looking for like somebody like modeling and like smiling and winking at the camera the whole time like it's off-putting i'm it's looking like, i i can tell you exactly what i'm looking for i'm looking for somebody yeah. sitting in an office chair yes but with a good camera. Yeah. Yes. For and sure. De- Let's use a good dec- camera. And decent sound. Let's get some nice lights. Good sound. Sure. Make, you know, there's some quality here. But it's just, I think it's the smiling that really is off-putting to me. It's the, where I'm, it's, this is the thing. It's the, yeah. It's the looking at the fretboard the whole time, uh-huh. taking a peek away from the fretboard to stab yeah. the camera so that everybody knows yes. that you can play guitar without looking. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's, sure, I think that's what it is. And I, I'd like to take a second to just, just this is just broadly, yeah, it's it's not it's not Gen Z, it's millennials no. too. I've uh-huh. seen bordering people on Gen X doing the yeah. same thing. Uh-huh. Um, I think a while back I s- kept sending you videos of people doing these covers like on tiktok uh-huh okay i've done my fair share of covers that you know like made it to the internet but then got you know like deleted because i was mortified eventually right 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 um couple of things right right off the uh-huh. bat if you're gonna play with a track yeah make sure your guitar is fully in tune and then right. you can even take it a step further and say the track what they tuned instead of like tuning to 440 they tuned yeah. to like 445 for whatever fucking reason make yeah. sure that you're in tune with the track that'll go that's big a long way yeah it'll sound like it's supposed to and that's it the smiling yeah. at the camera doesn't fuck with me as much uh it's cringy, and I'm sure that when they look back at it in a year, even six months, even they'll be like, "Jesus Christ, I got to delete that." 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. just like it's just like teenagers doing cringe shit, but yeah. And like I guess it's yeah, I guess it's like me being like an old dude and I'm just kind of like just play the just play the guitar, just play the drums. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's too it's too much for me, but that's that's fine. That doesn't need to be for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, we come from the same era of kids who uh, granted, I laughed at a lot of the vocal covers I watched when I was a kid. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. like people like putting their foot up on like uh, yeah, like a Home Depot moving box and like screaming into the back of a hairbrush or like a uh-huh. rem- like a DVD player remote. Yeah, it, it, just so funny, right? Just so yeah. goddamn funny. I guess it's all silly, but yeah. Uh, speaking been, of speaking of covers, uh huh. I used to slap the old headphones on. Mm-hmm. And play a lot of these songs on drums. My dad's apartment. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Before he moved, dude. That must have been awful for the neighbors, huh? Oh, that was like basement? a duplex, right? Yeah, but the owner of the duplex lived on the other side, and he was on drugs all the time, like, like opiates. Okay. So he was asleep. Uh huh. Nice. I just couldn't play past like eight o'clock. That's pretty good. Because, like, at that point, you get a little bit of noise leak into the house surrounding houses. Yeah. But that's how I got good at drums, just playing, like, all the time. Just That's cool. Nobody telling me not to. It's funny, like, I feel like it felt, like, difficult to, uh, you know, find a good time to practice sometimes or whatever, but, like pretty solid the amount of drumming that you did get to do in your house yeah i did a lot yeah <laughs> i did yeah. a lot of drumming yeah most of the time i'd just be like i'd be like uh hey guys gonna play drums everybody buckle in right um yeah but slipknot in general like fifth grade to like eighth grade is when it was like acceptable for me to like these guys and then yeah. it got like for whatever reason it got like cringe to like Slipknot yeah and then people were like no nah, no nah, I don't like like Slipknot Pfft, no nah that's old dude I like Escape the Fate and then as we got older and stopped caring less about what people thought it just turns out that everybody was like a closet Slipknot fan so, uh, I feel like I, for some reason, I I didn't catch on with Slipknot. I think I kind of only started listening to heavy music with you, at which point, like you're saying, it it felt like a little bit out or something. Yeah, you it know? just it just wasn't cool to like, because at the time we're talking like 2008. Like this is halfway through Slipknot's career. It's yeah. not cool to like a band with 40 year olds in it. This is true. This is all. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough ask for for a fourteen year old. So, if the members in the band are more than ten years older than you, tough, tough. Also, yeah, a lot now, of the time that we spent like hanging out and listening to music, we were listening to like a lot of pop punk. Like, I tried to get the yes. metal in once in a while, but it was mostly like pop punk and the occasional post hardcore. That's the, where we kind of yeah had the crossover mostly the like deathcore and like metalcore stuff. I had to, that's 
that's by myself music because nobody cares. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. It is funny. I feel like at a certain point, like, like you got me into like that world of pop punk or whatever. But then it was like, um, at a certain point, I was kind of like finding other stuff or like showing you things, and I was like, oh, I guess I like this, and you like heavier stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, right. I don't know. Like specifically, I'm thinking of like pop punk at like, that point made up like 10 percent of what I was listening to. Yeah, I'm thinking of like going to see like All Time Low or something at one point, and you being kind of like, "I'm good." I was like, "Wait, you like this band too? We both listen to this band, right?" And then I was kind of like, ah, "I guess I listen to this band," and I think Andrew showed me them, and now no longer cares about it. Yeah, that's that's fairly accurate. Like I said, I it's maybe at the time it was about ten to fifteen percent of what I was listening to. Yeah. Because the rest of it was made up of like post hardcore and like emo stuff and like right. metal and metalcore and deathcore. Like at the same time that I was listening to Hawth uh all time low, I was listening to like Hawthorne Heights and Silverstein uh-huh. and Sleepy with Sirens and a Skylit Drive, and then, like, also Maltov Solution, Oceano, Amir, eventually Volumes. I think it's interesting to also, like, name all those bands that you're kind of like, well, this is what became cooler to listen to than Slipknot, but, like, Slipknot definitely ends up having more staying power. Like... Right, yeah. This like, those bands are still, like, ripper. Like, people... Yeah, people dig it. People will still... Maybe even ironically at this point, wear, like, Slipknot shirts or whatever. But, like, a Skylet Drive, what? They were banned for, like, six months. Basically. Yeah, man, they're gone. Like, you wouldn't even consider... If they put out something, I would not consider listening to it. I, I wouldn't might, see anybody... I might click on it to see, like, what's going on. Sure. Figure out I who... guess, yeah, I wasn't... Who's Jesus. still there? Yeah, figure out who remains. Yeah, I wasn't that big on them in the first place, I guess, so I wouldn't really care to check in that much. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, if like Slipknot puts out something new, then I'm sure somebody's gonna like post about it, and I'll notice that it'll be on my radar. And it's like, okay, cool, Slipknot. Yeah, tight, dude. If you're five five five, yeah, six, I'm six six, six six six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The original. If you're a bird, then I'm a bird. Dude, for real. This is like the big one on this album for me. I think this is the only one that I really recognized. Um, big song. And then there was that, uh, yeah, that that gory throat slitting uh, line that I <laughs> recall also. Yeah, I want to sl- slit your throat and fuck the wound. Jesus yeah, Christ. very, very like Whitechapel-y. I think that's a band that like that's actually really interesting, and I I'm down to talk about Whitechapel for a moment. I found uh-huh. out sure that the vocalist for Whitechapel was just doing like concept albums the whole time. Okay, it's a character that he he based off of himself. Uh huh. But he was just like, if I was like the worst kind of person, how would I have dealt with this situation? Sure. Okay. And then like their new record, I guess, is like 
um, he like took his actual personality and like like the 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 like fake personality that he made of himself. Yeah, and he like is like now pinning them against each other in a weird way. Okay, it's super weird. That's interesting. I read some of the lyrics, I guess that's- and I was like, "This is kind of this is interesting." So it, it gives a little bit more merit to his lyrics just being kind of insane. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I guess that's like a cool like writing practice or something, you know? It's a, as I'm finding out, a way more common writing practice than I ever thought it was. To just like imagine things. Right. And it's just like, like writing concept albums. And I use that term very loosely. Uh huh. Um, but just like I don't know what to write music about. Okay, well I guess I'll just write fiction. Right. That over that arcs through an album. Right. A la fucking Coheed and Cambria. Sure. That yeah, dude just yeah, ends yeah. up writing comic books. Uh, Gerard uh-huh. Way. Yeah. Every album's a different story. He, um... That show. The Umbrella Academy? Umbrella Academy? That's yeah. him? It's a graphic novel that he wrote that was adapted by Netflix. That's pretty cool. Kind I didn't of, know that until, like, a couple weeks ago, I feel. Kind of crazy to, like, just see his name at the end of a TV show I watched. Yeah, that's neat. It's really interesting to see, like what vocalists or just like people that are in bands end up doing and like how successful outside of music some people can become. Yeah. Gerard Way is like a a big, uh, you know, like a, uh, a big example of that. Yeah. Along with, um, the guy, the, uh, what's his face? I forget his name. Guy from Coheed and Cambria also just writing comic books. I like that he's guy from Coheed and Cambria. Forget his name. Um, yeah, Peely is supposed to see uh, my chem. She got tickets to the reunion tour. Yeah, man, I just couldn't and, uh, sell my like firstborn for a chance to go see my chem. Unfortunately. Yeah. Now it's like two years later though, which just sucks. Yeah. Imagine that. You got tickets like 2019 to what was that too? The like Fall Out Boy tour, the Fall Out Boy Green Day Weezer. Too? Oh, Super Mega or whatever. Yeah, that one ended up going, but I think that was like pre-COVID, right? That I guess obviously had to be, and it kept getting pushed back. But like, yeah, there was like big or there was like a was uh, Rage Against the Machine gonna do a tour too, or were they just gonna do a show? I have no idea. I remember there was like a lot of kind of that stuff that was like big shows and tours that were about to happen that all got like pushed back or canceled. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe we didn't need Rage Against the Machine to come back. Yeah. I, I've i been saying hey. this a lot recently. Um, uh-huh. I like that we're taking nostalgia trips with a lot of things, namely sure. like TV shows and superheroes and everything's mm-hmm. getting an origin mm-hmm. story and this is cool this is like a lot of stuff that i wish would have happened when i was a kid 
Uh, it's not happening right. when I'm an adult. Uh, but, you know, some stuff just needs to be left alone. Right. Sometimes it's just good what, what exists already. Right. Like, let the body of work speak for itself. Right. Like, to this day, I've, I've said it, like, a few times. If uh-huh. The Office ever comes back, I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch it. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't want to watch that. Or, like, if Scrubs came back. <sighs> Oof. Ugh. No, like it just doesn't work. No, yeah, it's removed from the context in which it was happening in. Right, and so that stands. And then, like, if say, like, a defunct, a super defunct metal band was like, "All right, we're gonna get back together. We're gonna start writing music." I'd feel the same way. I'd be like, "Why?" Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Under oath. Pretty defunct. <laughs> At yeah. the time where they decided to start putting on music again. Yeah. Hey, maybe don't ha- don't do that. I mean, because at this point, I've seen, I've seen how well it can work, but I've also seen how bad it can go. Uh huh. It can go so bad so quickly. I feel like around like maybe like 2015, 2016. It started to all really happen with, like, Netflix originals and, like, I feel like Fuller House was one of, like, the first ones where it was just yeah, like, was oh, my like, God, it's them again. It's Full House again. And it was right. just kind of like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Hey. Like, or what What else, like, I'm trying to think of, like, maybe, like, Star Wars or something. Yeah, Star Wars, too, where it's like, okay, yeah, Luke and Leia, they're they're in it again. That's I cool. Feel- and they're, they've aged in real time or whatever. And we're picking it up. I know a lot but of people will disagree with me here, but I feel like that's one of the instances where re- continuing a series worked. Yeah. I I genuinely don't... It's not that I... I don't hate those movies. I like them uh-huh. for what they are. Yeah. I think that, yeah. That was a good... I like that. Was that good. They're trying to do the same sort of thing that they did with the MCU with Star Wars. Uh-huh. Sure. That's cool for me. Yeah. I think that's neat. Um, we got, like, but yeah. The Mandalorian. We're getting Kenobi. Bro. Speaking yeah. of Kenobi. Uh-huh. Do you hear Hayden Christensen is going to reprise the role? He's coming back as Darth Vader? Really? Yeah. What does that even mean? So, Kenobi is coming out. Yeah, that's a show? Right, with Obi-Wan, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor is going to be playing. Okay. Picking up the role again. But the crazier thing that was just announced recently was that Hayden Christensen would also be playing Darth Vader. Does he take the helmet off? I don't know. Because, like... But I'd imagine that they're going to try to film some, like, throwback scenes, and they're going to need him there. Sure, sure, like sure. Some flashbacks. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd I, have like to I, full CG. Yeah. You know, and that might yeah that might not work. <clears throat> right. Or a recast. But yeah, like. Yeah, no, no. And see, that's the issue with those things too, is because then it's like it gets clunky and messy, and ah, we can't get the guy, but we want to do it, and it's like, oh, maybe don't, maybe don't. But they typically do, I guess. But like, um, yeah. I mean, or, oh, oh man, I wish that 
Darth Vader wasn't at school in Canada right now, bro. Like, one of those kinds of things. Right. But, um, Darth Vader was James Earl Jones and a Scottish man in a suit. Like, yeah. Well, actually, so at the end, in episode three, when it lifts up, yeah. it's him. Yeah. Okay. Hayden Christensen's in the suit. Yeah. They, they, there's like clips of him like having the helmet put on him and everything. So he's in, he's in the suit at the end. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. How the how the voice is gonna work though? Right. Yeah. That's brother. I don't know. They get a James Earl Jones voice changer filter to, and they kind of they kind of put the dry signal like half down. So you're it's a mix. Of Hayden Christensen and I mean and uh, James Earl Jones, or they'll just get whatever voice actor they used for like uh, Star Wars Rebels. Like, is that like the cartoon, cartoon? And video game? Yeah, yeah. There's a million people that do like a really good Darth Vader at this point. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I think we're talking um, about this mostly because I'm just having a full blown nostalgia trip. Listening to old yeah. Slipknot. Yeah. Dude, 2001. That's, you know, uh, in uh, The Sopranos, uh, Anthony Bro, Soprano Jr. This album comes out mere days before September 11th. Really? August 28th, 2001. Okay. What a time. What a time that must have been. So easy to take a flight. It's only gotten harder. It's only ever going to get worse. Flying taking is only going to be worse. Taking my shoes off at the airport? What next? What next? I got to wear a friggin' mask on my face the whole time? Uh-oh. Dude, did you see the uh, Tim, Tim Heidecker uh, stand-up special? <laughs> No. Dude, him like doing that bit. Uh-huh. Like him doing the washed up comedian bit was so funny. That sounds good. He like walks out and then like people aren't laughing at his jokes and he's like throwing a tantrum on stage. So was good. it like intentionally poor jokes that would not get a reaction Correct. to? Yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. So he like at one point Very he, Tim Heidecker. He comes out on stage and he takes the cards he takes some cards out and he goes, I have jokes made, you know, we can do this or we can do like what I like to call like freestyle comedy. What do we want? Uh-huh. And then they like cheer for freestyle comedy. So he puts the cards down. And then after like a ten minute bit of doing like very poor word association with the crowd, he says, Why don't we uh-huh. do an exercise? Uh, let's all, you know, breathe out, and then when you open your eyes, the show, you know, the show will continue, and, like, when they close their eyes, he, like, turns around and starts, like, flipping through the cards that he put down. Uh-huh. For the jokes. Very good. And then he goes, uh, snap, whatever, I don't know, and then he starts telling <laughs> jokes again. Uh-huh. Super funny. I like that. I'll have to peep. Okay, but here's here's the thing that we haven't landed on yet. This is a really funny thing to talk about. Right. So, ima- imagine for a moment, everybody listening, if you've been in a band or you've seen a local band set up, what it's, what it's like. So, it's generally mm-hmm. like four people. 
I'm they, there in my mind. They, at very most, most of the time, they'll put down like their pedal boards, run their stuff. They're set up 15 minutes tops. Yeah. Okay. Imagine being in Iowa in 1999. Literally nine dudes walk onto the stage. Two guitar players, like a bass a, player, a local a singer, show is a certain size of a stage, you know. Right. Two guitar players, a bass player, the singer, two auxiliary percussionists, a DJ, a dude with a sampling MPC, and a drummer. Nice. All on stage, all at once. That's ridiculous. All in masks. Uh huh. They're doing the masks the whole time, huh? Um. Yeah. As soon as the self-titled, the the EP hits, like that's when the bands change. Sure. There's a point where uh, there's a point at one. There's a point in the band's history where some of them are just doing like face paint. Yeah. But 1999. And just before that, yeah, their masks, uh, Dickie coveralls, uh huh, doing the bit. That's crazy. And even now, they've kind of like, uh, like evolved out of the Dickie suit shit. Yeah, that they only did that for like four years. Sure, one member still does rem- it though. One of the drummer guys. Uh, no, the guitar player. Uh, okay. Mick, Mick Thompson, just like he's still wearing basically the same mask version as he used to, uh-huh. and the same jumpsuit or like a similar style. Right. That's an interesting thing that we could talk about. I could go into like he- I could go into heavy detail, and I will. What is this? Do you know the meme? No. Uh, it's Conor McGregor going. I could go into heavy detail. Uh-oh. And I will. And he's like ripping somebody to shreds. That's good. Um, do you have something to say before I go into? Uh, before you go into heavy detail? Yeah, before I go into heavy detail. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I recall when they like kind of, they like at one point they get like a little slicker looking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like early on it's just like really like kind of dirty, crusty, like you know uh just like you know like old old hot topic with the spirals and rust and stuff yeah and then hot topic gets a little like more clean cut like that happened with slipknot too and i remember that yeah so let me look here let me look at the album covers so i can like envision it right yeah so 1999 we got the good old-fashioned orange red Dicky coveralls, barcodes on yeah. the back, um, uh-huh. numbers on the arms. We got Corey in the. Uh, I'm not a Slipknot mask guy. There's probably none of them listening, yeah. but generally yeah. it's a. It was a dummy mask that had the mouth okay. and eyes cut out, yep. and it was slit down the back. And then they put like rivets and buckles on it so that it'd be easier to get on. And he was pulling his own dreads through it for a long time. Oh, okay. Until it really started fucking up his hair, in which then he cut his dreads off and stapled them to and the inside of the mask. On. With no dreads on his head anymore? Correct. So he had, like, a shaved head. Um, then there's Clown wearing the good old-fashioned clown mask. There's, like, a gas mm-hmm. mask in there, like a pig mask. 
Um, all kinds of crazy shit. Fucking the jester shit. The fucking yeah. the liar mask it's called, I believe. Chris Fenn with a long nose. Uh, so, and then, so from there, they will all just, eventually, they just evolve those masks a little bit, all the yeah. way out into Iowa, and they don't, none of them do, like, a full, real, like, redesign until Super uh-huh. Little Versus in 2004, and that's when, sure. that's when they're starting to, like, lose the jumpsuits, like, they're starting to take a little bit more liberties with what they're wearing. Uh-huh. All hope is Kind of doing more of their own thing. All hope mm-hmm. is gone is where it like completely changes. Like some of them wearing like dress wear, like suits, yeah, uh, like cloaks and shit, right? Like it like really changes, and then like there's like this crazy evolution that uh that happens. But yeah, they look a lot more like kind of. I don't know. It's almost more like kind of, uh, I want to say like more goth the later they get. Like it just right. gets blacker and maybe a little bit more like Satan-y than like, than just like gross new metal, whatever description words there are. Yeah. They, uh, they go from looking like, like all like the same kind of people in different sizes with different masks uh-huh. to being more individualized. Yeah. Totally. Um, of course, Jim Root starts growing out the beard, so eventually uh-huh. he starts doing. He starts cutting the chin out of his mask to let the beard go. Nice, but you know, fucking. Oh yeah, Chris. Not Chris Fenn. What's his face? Sid. I want to say his name's Sid. Fucking pinhead guy. Same. Okay. He's been rocking like the same shit since Subliminal Verses. Like the bondage hood yeah. with all the nails going through it. Uh-huh. Hey, when you find what you like, right? I've heard some funny stories about this band like as a whole. Like, that guy doesn't do any interviews, like, at all. Okay. So people are just, um, like, convinced he doesn't talk. Like, he's mute. Uh-huh. And somebody, like, Corey Taylor does these, the vocalist Corey Taylor does, like, solo mm-hmm. stuff. Where he'll, like, go around. Bad. Huh? It's not great. Bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great. <laughs> but you ever that one song? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he'll go around and he'll do that stuff. But like, at the end of the show, he'll do like a Q and A, most of the time. Yeah. Because most of the people that show up are just Slipknot fans, and they'll ask right. him stuff. And then somebody asked him like, "Hey, does Sid ever talk?" And he was uh-huh. like, "No." He doesn't really. Uh-huh. And it's like, he was like, it's not like like a bit that he's doing. He is just like actually a super quiet dude that doesn't sure. really like to talk. Right. He was like, the first time I ever met Sid, everybody introduced me to him. And he just like subnodded me. And that's the most I interacted with him for like the next like four years. That's hilarious. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like just it, within the band, even. Yeah, within the band, even. He's just like he doesn't really talk to people. Mm-hmm. He, but like when he does, it's like it's weird. Like people gets like scared because it's like somebody yeah. in the room is speaking that doesn't ever speak. Yeah, just like a weird voice that isn't typically heard. Yeah, like he'll never talk, and then they'll be making a funny joke that he's laughing at, and then he'll like chime in to do like get in on the bit. 
and they'll all be like, oh, uh-huh. holy shit. Uh-huh. Which is kind of funny. It's just, yeah. it's, it's funny to know that he's actually just like a quiet guy, but it's adding to like the mystique. Right, right. Like, like he's a quiet guy, but also part of the, his like character is that he's like mute and doesn't talk. It's funny, I, I different thing, but like similar. It making me think of uh, like Frank Ocean, right? And like one time, I like like he's like notoriously doesn't do interviews or whatever, and like just uh, like a recluse and like doesn't you know like a quiet dude. I think like publicly, and uh, I feel like I've probably said it on here before, but I feel like at one point I heard somebody say like like Do you think that he'd be as popular or like held in as high a regard as he is if he weren't so like elusive and like his music is his music which is good right. but also like it makes you way cooler when you won't talk about things like Parker Cannon is very cool because he did like two interviews the whole time he's been in story so far you yeah, know what I mean he's like he's also super elusive yeah like Anytime they ever did interviews, it was like just the bass player would do them after like the first, the first album, and then even then after that they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing these anymore." Yeah, and even when they do, when they were doing interviews for a while, I remember it, like the bass player he had this character called DJ Dick Dude, Incredible. which was supposed to be like his cousin, like his European cousin, and he just wore a, a wig and sunglasses, and he was DJ Dick Dude. Like, I guess at that point, like, to to imagine myself being like twenty something years old on Warp Tour, getting like interviewed by a Brian Stars or something, like, probably want to make a joke of it. Dude, Brian Stars, huh? Yeah. What an odd fall think- from fame he had. Yeah, and now like he was like a very regular dude, and now like he's got like scene hair and stuff as like a- well. I don't know if Maybe you know about point, all the stuff that happened, but he he got got. Um, oh, he got got. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. And he yeah. disappeared. Nobody's heard from. Okay. Nobody's heard from him since like 2016. Really? Wow. Wow, that's weird. He did my digital escape where he was like a 28 year old making, like, a bunch of teenagers do, like, weird sexual challenges. Ew, like, what? Like, sexually charged challenges, like, on the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were obviously oh. all uncomfortable doing, but he was like, no, 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 it's for the views, it's for the views. Ugh. But he was, like, gross. the adult in the scenario that should have been, like... Yeah, yeah. No, this is weird, let's not do this. And then he, he wasn't, so... Yikes. You know... I like I just was on his Wikipedia the first like there's a YouTube career section and like one paragraph into that it's never shout never incident yep oh <laughs> man what a what a I'm, I'm with Brian fun. on that one I don't know if you remember yeah. but uh geez Christopher Drew just being the most insufferable douchebag really really challenging really challenging like he starts he starts like patronizingly talking to 
Brian Stars, as if at that point Brian Stars hadn't put like a bunch of bands on the map. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like as if he wasn't like really helping. Right. And people, <laughs> he was like, nobody's ever gonna want to do your like your like little show. Like if you like don't want to talk about like like the real shit. Like super condescending. And it's like. Nobody did the Brian Stars show because they wanted to be interviewed about their their artistic takes. Yeah. That's just Christopher Drew showing how insecure he was because nobody wanted to interview him about his art, which wasn't art. Right. He, he was just getting like really upset that people were starting to find out that he was just like a fucking fraud. Uh huh. Like he was, like he, he was nothing more than like a kid that could play guitar and looked kind of interesting. Right, 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 right. Couldn't sing. That is also funny too. Couldn't sing. Like I I just couldn't. Crazy voice, unique voice. I, you know, I'm not gonna pretend that I didn't like Never Shout Never. But also, like, it is hilarious to imagine Never Shout Never is the guy who's like, ask me about my art, bro. Right. And it's, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not going to say that I didn't like Never Shout Never songs. Uh Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. I would never say that I liked a Never Shout Never record. Okay. Yeah. There's been no point where I've been like, no, this is a banger top to bottom. Nah, there's a yeah, there's a handful of you know he's got some songs. Yeah, I mean, also at this point, listen to those back. None of those hold up. <laughs> it's been a None couple of years, yeah. That's funny, dude. Um, I have had so much time off uh-huh. from work in between. So the 23rd was my last day, right? It is now the 27th. Yeah. That's already mm-hmm. a lot of time. I think that was me too. Yeah. And I go back tomorrow. I have until next Monday off. What am I going to do? She is. Exactly. Okay. I'm in yeah. my house by Dude. myself all day. Yeah. Well, that's with my, a lot. With my dog, you, but like. Yeah. Either way. I feel you. I'm going to have to get, like, a movie list from you and just start, like, ripping through some movies this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do, like, a watch list. That's fun. I'll come up with some I'll stuff. I'll be interested in it. Maybe we'll do a segment on next week's podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. Where I, I, yeah. we go through the list of movies that you gave me. Cool. I like that. That's hype. Yeah. I find that, like... I find myself to be busier than I'd like to be a lot of times. But then when I do have like a few days or like even a day off that I'm just like just by myself, Mm -hmm. I am kind of like, I don't know what to do. Right. It's boring. Like, yeah. And like, it's, I am extremely lucky and have, you know, put myself in a situation where I live somewhere where it's nice outside Mm -hmm. all the time. So like I kind of always have outside as an option. But also, like, you know, to just, like, go to the beach by yourself or, like, to do a hike by yourself is kind of like, okay. Right. You know? Yeah, there's there's no fun if you're not being, like, sort of social. Yeah. 
That's so. We just have somebody to like point things out to and laugh about something or whatever. That's a, a uh, good, hey, look at that stupid bird. A good part of all the stuff that I get into is so to like facilitate hanging out with somebody. Right, exactly. Disc golf. Mm-hmm. You don't really disc golf by yourself. I mean, I have. You feel like a fucking uh-huh. ultra dark. <laughs> Writing music. Yeah. Generally, I can do it by myself. I have way more yeah. fun, and I have there's less uh-huh. of me that's gonna quit if I'm doing it with somebody. Right, exactly. The podcast, talking to somebody. Yeah, imagine if we did this alone. I, I wouldn't. Like, how does, how does anybody that has a podcast by themselves do it? Like, Theo Vaughn. Yeah. How does Theo Vaughn uh-huh. do his podcast? Right. Yeah, just a full monologue. It's like an, for an hour, hour and 20, too. Just alone? That's insane. That's incredible. I'd run out of stuff yeah. to say stuff to say in seven minutes (laughs) yeah absolutely and seven minutes in one episode i'm not gonna do seven minutes 120 times right you got one episode that's seven minutes and i just have to tell stories i don't know you run out of things i mean granted you know he has guests on he had riffraff on that's probably my favorite hour and 20 podcast ever Mm -hmm. i think that gets a hall of fame pick Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely incredible. Peep it. Um, do you have? I feel like I'm hearing scratching for the first time here in metabolic. I'm noticing that. The, we, oh, we. we're talking. Yeah, but we've talked over a lot of it. This album yeah, has yeah, yeah. heavy, like Matrix drums, and like, uh-huh. like with trap hats, like. Uh huh. And um. Just lots of like scratching, like just yeah. I think from from like gently track seven up through Iowa. I think I only listened to once so far, but yeah. Um, we're about to come up on on Iowa the song, the f- which is fifteen, 15 minutes long. Fucking minutes long. Yeah. So here's what here's what I'll say. Right. I said it at the top, but Slipknot is really good at writing songs. Yeah. Album game sorta weak. It's like almost too artsy in a way. Which is like they're taking some liberties and having some fun that, that you don't necessarily agree with. Right. Like they could just but and then again, who am I to be like Ah, oh, I think you made the wrong move here. Yeah. Why'd you get so creative? Exactly. Why'd you switch it up so much? Why'd you, why do you change your and art? Not only that, yeah. but I know a lot of people that like this record for what it is. Right. Like top As to bottom record. and is like, no, what they did is cool. Like for sure. So I can understand that. Um, yeah. It's just like for real and not to be sound corny or weird, but fully groundbreaking Uh uh-huh like this is groundbreaking what's going on here they like took what was going on in new metal like spun it on its head hardcore yeah i like that it's kind of like 
it has like the flavor of you know new metal and it's not you know it feels like early 2000s late 90s kind of but it's not rap metal you know right some people tried to paint them into that corner it's um, a different thing like if you it's similar like if you go over to uh like if you open up their self-titled right now yeah uh-huh and just uh sick just hit uh-huh. sick for me let's see it uh you'll see why people were like they're a little, you know, like new metally, like rappy. Yeah. Also, I thought this sample was pick up the pace, but it's here comes the pain. Okay. I don't. I'm unfamiliar either way. I guess. Uh, yeah, they uh, in sick. It goes. Uh, I thought it went pick up the pace, but it's here comes the pain. I guess it's a. Oh oh oh. I guess it's like a. Like Al Pacino or something. I see. Just a sample from a movie. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. This is how they got painted into the corner of rap right. metal a little bit. Cause he sometimes he'll just stop screaming and just start kind of like talk yelling. Mm-hmm. And then if you start talk yelling over metal, then you're rap metal in the '90s. Of course. You know, so. I feel that. It's unfortunate, but it's what happened. Uh, next week, what do we got? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. I actually have, like, this little list I've been compiling when I think of new stuff to show you. Wow. Because Cause it is getting tough. Sometimes. It is getting it tough. It is getting tough. And, you know, there's, there's certain times a year where... You know, maybe I'm busier. Maybe I'm just listening to more podcasts or something. But I don't have, like, new exciting music to, to show or talk about, really. But uh, there was this... Um, earlier in the year, like, March-ish, I think Pine Grove put out this... Um, it's kind of like a... I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's live. It's like a live thing, like mm-hmm. a recorded at home... You know, they're playing their instruments. It's like a mix of new and old songs. Um, that was pretty cool. I rewatched that the other day and I dug it pretty heavily. They're like just good at playing their instruments and stuff. And it's a little bit more going on like narrative wise, but I kind of was not paying attention to that at all. Um, that was cool. So I'm either thinking that, which would be kind of revisiting something, mm-hmm. or there's this new band who I keep meaning to listen to, but haven't listened to it at all yet. That is members of uh, uh, Story So Far and State Champs. Shoot. And yeah, I think. Or yes, yes. The Kevin Geyer, the guitarist from Story So Far. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, the bass player from State Champs. Um, and then a couple other dudes from other bands and, and their their respective camps or whatever. Now I'm pretty um, keen. You're interested pretty in that keen one. On that so one. that one's okay. That is called Pile of Love. Oh wow! I can already sort of imagine what they sound like. Yeah. I wonder if we do know or if we are correct. 
like I said, I haven't listened to them at all. I remember like seeing a long time ago, like that the bass player from Story So Far posting about hanging out with the, the Story So Far guitarist, and I was kind of like, oh, that's like interesting, that's cool. Um, and then yeah, just a couple weeks ago, they they uh, started sharing. Yeah, within December, they start they started sharing posts from the Instagram called Pile of Love, and uh, put something out a couple weeks ago. So what are we talking? EP full length. Yeah, let's look at this, actually. I think it's an album. I think it's a full album. Uh, I'm going to look on Spotify right quick. Pile of Love. It's uh latest release album. We got 10 songs here. We got 10 songs. 30-minute album. Woo-wee! We going to do it? Pile of Love? Yeah. Sure. Okay. A vibe. Yeah. A project. Uh, maybe more maybe more a project than a band I think we've done a lot of those at this point yeah very much so side pro yeah we got a lot of side projects we've done I think uh, several stories so far side project projects even yeah because we've done same side yeah and no pressure right yeah oh no pressure put out a new song the other day too probably gonna have to listen to very that no anyways. pressure yeah, pretty good. All right, uh, what a but yeah, what an absolute slammer of an episode. A real unit talking about an episode. One of the most influential bands to me, and yeah, I'd say a lot of the metalcore scene at large. Absolutely, probably you know realistically, at this point, like the whole thing, you know. So. We'll be back next week with Pile of Love. Yeah. Be there. Be square. Uh There's no choices involved. Uh Uh-huh. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom.